Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. This is Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having Christian indie singer-songwriter Sarah Seifert. My name, my name, her name is Sarah Seifert. She's a Christian indie singer-songwriter. She loves music with all her heart, and she writes stories about the highs and lows she's walked through. It always, it hasn't always been bright and shiny, and she writes songs about walking through the fire, walking through the darkness, and getting to the, the other side by God's grace. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Sarah. How Hello. Are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm still alive and kicking. Did I say your last name right? Or should I ask you? Is it? Yeah, it's actually Cypher, but don't worry. Everyone gets it wrong. <laughs> Cypher. That's what I'm going to say. So how have you yeah. been during this entire pandemic, you know, election, George Floyd kind of war craziness going on in the world? Oh, boy. Um, Well, you know, it started off, um, pardon me, I I lost my voice, kind of life of a singer. Um, So pardon my uh, distorted sound. Uh, But um, it started off, um, we were recording um, in Nashville um, a project, um, a different project. And then all of a sudden, all the studios shut down. I was yeah. like about to, I was just like polishing off kind of the rest of the, um, we had a little bit of a ways to go, but we were, we had, we were making a lot of progress. And um, this was my first independent project. This was like everything I'd wanted. I had learned so much in Nashville. I was so excited. And then the pandemic hit. And um, this was uh, a big shock. And the way it hit Nashville, it was like, it was uh, pretty scary for an artist, especially because I had just moved there about six months prior and um, had kind of invested everything into that. And so it got off to a rocky start for sure. Um, And then with, uh, I'd say with uh, with the riots and everything, um, I was definitely part of that. Um, I actually walked with my producer um, down um, where were we? I want to say Music Row um, down in Nashville. Um, we were protesting, and so it's just you know it's been a very interesting. Um, time, um, a lot of reflection, a lot of looking back. I'm actually half black myself, pardon my voice. Um, So it's been, you know, 
a lot of looking inward and um, outward at this world and seeing, you know, what I can bring to the table and, you know, bringing God's love with me, you know, where I go. And, um, yeah, I'd say there's just different components there. Um, the pandemic has just been crazy, but it definitely gave me fresh fire when it comes to songwriting. Um, I wrote about <clears throat> an album's worth of work, over an album's worth of work during the pandemic. Um, I ended up having a really hard time um, after, let's see, about, I don't know how long it was into the pandemic, but um, after everything had closed up, we were, um, it felt like everything had fallen apart. And this right. is where my song came from. And to be completely honest, like, it felt like I was walking through a season that was just like a tailor-made hell just for me. And my mental health just went absolutely, uh, like, it was crippling the experiences I was having. And I didn't know it at the time that I was um, experiencing, you know, mental health. Like I was in a mental health crisis. And I know a lot of other people um, in our country, in the world, have mm-hmm. been suffering this, you know, as well as a result or impacted by the pandemic. Yeah. And um, I ended up getting the help I needed, but, uh, it during that time, it felt like everything was falling to pieces. And when I say everything, I mean like my marriage was I'm married. My marriage was felt like it was crumbling. Um, it it felt like uh, music was like not on the table. I had heard artists getting their tours pushed back years in advance. Like, there was no, like, no, I had no clue when music was coming back around. Um, It felt like, you know, it felt like I was walking through this, this tunnel of depression and anxiety day in and day out. And I was really, really hurting. And I ended up coming to Florida and I ended up going to a wellness center there and I ended up doing some really deep um, work that I really needed to do that I had never really done before and slowly by like little by little um, you know God just he held my hand the whole time Mm -hmm. and I just wrote my way he kept saying sing your way out sing your way out I kept hearing that in my head, like I felt like he was telling me that. And um, I just did. And I ended up with just coming out of that season with a lot more support and being mm-hmm. transparent about where I was at and not having shame that I was battling what I was battling. And um it made me a lot stronger and I wrote like 
so many songs I can't even tell you. Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of how the pandemic was has been for me. And I'm in a lot a very different place now. Um, things are definitely not where they were. Um, I'm happy to say marriage is going well. Mental health is 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 good. Um, uh, health. I was dealing with a lot of health problems. That's still um, that's going better as well. But man, for a minute there, it was like everything was on fire, and it was like I couldn't breathe, and I felt like God really walked me through it. Yeah, I, and I completely understand. And I think a lot of people will understand everything that you've been through because I think the world, you know, everybody felt the same thing because they're going through the pandemic and everybody else had their own issues going on during the pandemic as well. So it, I think a lot of people had to hold on and try to get through all of this thing because these, these times are crazy. I mean, every day I wake, I wake up, I pinch myself to see if I'm still living in the 21st century because you, don't, you just don't yeah. think that you know, like a, a pandemic thing would happen now. Now, one of the questions I like to ask is this, you know, obviously the pandemic was horrible. Uh, people died, people lost limbs, people have lingering effects, but there were some pros yeah. to, to, to the pandemic. It allowed people to really um, uh, do some self-reflection, self-evaluate, look at the world in a, in a different space. And so what I like to ask is this. So during the time, the weirdest things that I saw was like, families walking together and that shouldn't be weird because uh, most of the time people you know are working they don't have time for this that and the other um you know in the world the uh, the mother nature the trees the animals felt you know they, they said that the pollution level went down because people were not in the streets it just wasn't affecting the world and, and, and you could see that people do affect the world when they're in it um there are people that quit their jobs because they realize you know what? I need to do something purposeful in my life. I need to do something that makes me happy. Money's great, but it's better that I become an effective player in life. Um, there are people that come back on hours because they realize they weren't spending enough time with their family members. A lot of people are making different decisions. Artists, some artists decide to rebrand. Some artists decide I'm not doing any music. Some artists decided they were going to be different types of artists. So during this time with everything that you were going through, did you think, I'm going to stay the same as an artist or am I going to become something different? Yeah, for me, that's a great question. Um, for me, honestly, I decided that I was going to tell it all the way it was um, and leave everything honest. And I had made the stake or of the song I had been working on. It was a, It was a good song. It was okay. There was nothing wrong with it, but it had definitely been filtered down. Um, There were certain things I wanted to talk about, like I've struggled with addiction in my life. Mm. And, you know, there were, there were, I had producers telling me, oh, you can never put the word addiction in a song. It will never be ever replayed on the radio. It will never be, you know, accepted in the Christian world. So I changed it to the word conviction. And I did little things like that. And little by little, I started to lose the authenticity in my work. Right. And it really caused me to take a look back and be like, wait a minute. I'm a writer, and I want to write the honest truth. 
And I want to write honestly about what I walked through. Right. And, like, I'm a storyteller type of songwriter. And I want to write the honest truth. And I don't want, like, an Instagram filtered version of that, you know? And the world doesn't need more of those types of songs. Right. And I don't want to be that type of artist. I mean, it's fine if you are. It's just, I, I don't, that's not who I choose to be. And so for me, it really was like getting out pen and paper and being like, I'm just going to write and mm-hmm. I'm going to see where this goes and I'm not going to filter anything. and I'm not going to have anyone from anywhere's voice in my head, like condemning this or criticizing this. I'm right. just going to see what happens and I'm just going to bear it all. And that's, I've honestly been much more candid in interviews and press and just about what I've walked through because it's part of the story. It's part of the song. It's part of the truth. Like you can't have like about what I've written and not talk about what I've walked through and the the honesty of that. And so for me, I kind of completely rebranded in the, in the sense of getting more honest. I got really convicted about that and really like, this is who God made you to be. Mm -hmm. Why are you trying to look like somebody else if that's not who you were called to be? You know, my path is different. If it's not accepted by some Christians or some others, too bad, you know, those who appreciate it and those who don't. And that's what it is. That's how music is. Oh, all music is. Oh, amen. And I trust the Lord with the rest. Amen to that. And what's it, you know, what's interesting is that during this uh, pandemic and all this cray cray going on in the world, you know, I did a lot of uh, research and I did, and I watched a lot of TikToks and um, webinars and conference on music. And one of the things that's going on right now is that people are more gravitating to more authentic artists. They even say with TikTok, the videos that are most popular are the people being authentic. Because when people watch yeah. those, they say, oh, I can do that too. So, um, you know, I, I recently wrote last year in October, I released a song called Authentically Me. Because um, I'm so, that's my thing, being authentic, being real. And some people are going to like it, some people yeah. are not. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to love you. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to love you. Right. But in, result you have to love yourself you have to do you. you you can't worry about people and the thing with you know labels saying oh you couldn't put addiction is that really irks me because it's like when you go to an art gallery and you look at a painting you don't say well I wish this person had not put that splash of blue in there you're going to appreciate the art for what it is so you know labels yeah. that stifle your creativity or trying to tell your story are so wrong because you, right. because what I learned, especially during the pandemic, if you listen to the radio, it's everything sounds the same. There's nothing really authentic about anything. Exactly. So, I think a lot of people, uh, they went, they they were geared or driven towards independent artists during the pandemic. Because for me, independent artists sing and write a lot about what's going on in their lives. They're not afraid to discuss or sing the things that go on because what it does, it helps other people in the world say, okay, my God, this person went through this. I need to listen more to Sarah Cypher. I just need to listen to her because she gets me. I understand her pain of everything she's been through and it just yeah. makes 
good. And what I tell people is that music is our superpower. Everybody has a superpower, but music is our superpower. Yeah. Because we can heal people. We can make people angry. We can make people laugh. We can make them overjoyed. But we give them an outlet for something that'll make them Amen. feel better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. You, you have to remain yourself. Now, how, what was it about in the music industry that made you want to say, okay, Sarah has to be part of the music uh, industry? Was it something that you saw, you heard? What was it that you said, okay, this is the thing that I've got to do? Um, I'd say I've always felt called to be, um, I mean, I've been on worship, a lot of worship teams for a church, <laughs> and that was incredible, and it was great, and it was definitely what I felt called to do at the time I even did that in the past two years for a small church down here but there's definitely been a calling on my life Mm -hmm. to be an independent singer songwriter to share my journey with the world and I'd say that part of it is what fits into the music industry and um, it's not the (laughs) most beautiful and um you know fun industry to go into (laughs) Um, there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of ups and downs and it's 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 a it's it's a hard industry um but i know when you know that you know that you know that you're called to something um i think that conviction overrides the fear of what's to come and for me, that's just been what I've stuck to and what's been my my go-to and my motto. And just like, okay, God, like if you've called me to this, you'll make it happen. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't need to be, you know, a Beyonce-level singer. Like that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. It's just to release good music and right. – for those who relate to it. And if I can have someone be like, I really identify with that, like, or that, you know, that moved me because I really can identify with that. Like, that's my goal, you know? Right. Um, and so that's really been, that's really been, you know, my, I guess, calling into the industry. And I've learned a lot over the past few years having right. – lived in Nashville, having, you know, learned a lot with other colleagues, really incredible colleagues. Um, and I'm so grateful for them. Um, uh, especially singers like Hannah Anders, who's a incredible um, country singer in Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, who just really took me under her wing over at Sound Kitchen Studios in Nashville. Um, I've learned a lot. And, um <clears throat> And, yeah, I I just, I feel like, you know, that's the part that fits into there. And right. I'm still learning as I go. You know, I'm still yeah, a baby all, at this. We all are learning. <laughs> you can, listen, you continue to learn and learn every year. There's, like, no, no, no non-learning experience when it comes to the music industry. It's funny because um, this past year I was able to mentor a Christian artist. We were talking about this in the industry because she says she doesn't want to be tight, tight crafted in that in that genre. I said you don't. You know, you 
you can be a Christian artist and it could be pop music, it could be R and B artist. You don't have to necessarily right. be in the inspirational Christian genre, so to speak, because um, you know, right. creativity is vast. It's vast. Um, my favorite station, and it, it's interesting. And um, one day I was in the car and I um, my station wasn't working for some reason, and I was like, okay. The station I used to listen was bought up to, by K Love, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to listen to that." And then one day, the the state my station wouldn't work, and then I said, "Okay, let me go back to K Love and listen to it." And and a song was on there that I needed to hear at that moment, and I've never yeah. turned back. All I listen to is K Love now, and what I love about the music on K Love is that you know it's not your t- typical Christian inspirational music. I mean, it's like top forty. The songs are amazing. My favorite is uh Danny Goki. Oh my god, I love him. Love him, love him, love oh, him. And, awesome. and, and and yeah, and you just because and and it's funny cuz on his Instagram it says you all think that Christian music is just like some sappy stuff, but listen to my and it's it's like some top 40 yeah. stuff. You know, I can understand why people delve into uh the the more inspirational music. Um why did you want to do more yeah. uh, inspirational music? Did you say, why did I want to do more? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've always loved Christian music. I, I've always loved Christian music um, in general. Right. Um, but I'm also just, I'm a Christian, and um, like that's my identity. And when I'm telling these stories about, you know, what I've walked through and, you know, walking through addiction and walking through that battle, walking through my mental health struggles. Um, God is the key component in that, you know? And so it's like to leave him out of that would be an inaccurate, you know, telling of the story. So for me, it's just my authentic um, story. Uh, right. So I think um, I I gravitate towards that kind of music just as a listener, but also right. it's coming down to the actual writing and the telling of the story and what I've been delivered from. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a key. It's again, it's a key component. Um, I also, I, I suffer from some health stuff. I okay. have this disease called lupus. Yeah, and I don't, I don't share that with a lot of people. I haven't shared that in press before. But, um, you know, the more, like, the pain that I've been through with that, it's like, it, you know, when you're brought to the end of yourself, mm-hmm. you're, you have to lean on something, you know. And whether it's, like, a husband or something else, for me, it's been, like, so great a burden. I've had to lean on God. God has been the one who has led me through all of this. And so I want to sing about those deliverances, and I want to sing about all that he has delivered me from. And so... I guess it just comes off as inspirational. Mm, I love that because I'm with, I'm just like you, you know, 
whenever I do anything in life, whether it's music or whatever I'm doing to go about my day, I realize, oh, yeah. God, God for everything that um, I need in life. Because um, my, you know, I'm a person, I also suffer from depression. And so, you know, God yeah. has seen me do a lot of things. Because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be yeah. Um, yeah, so same, same. Completely, completely understand those things. Whenever, and I, and I always yeah. think, I'm always like, hmm, I'm still here. Even though there's things that I could have been like, well, nope, nope. But I said, there's always something. Like there are times where I say, oh, I'm not going to do this music thing anymore. Oh, and then I'll get an email or somebody will call me or win, win something that's showing me the yeah. universe. The spirit what God is showing me, oh my God, no, this is your calling. This is the thing that you have to do. So I completely, completely get that. Yeah. Um, you just have to follow the, your call. You have to, your calling. You have to follow exactly. Your, you have to, you, you follow your soul. You know, it, 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 it's exactly. No, I completely understand that. Um, I'm going to play your song, The Valley. Tell us what that's about. Great. Sorry. So tell us what the song is about, The Valley. The Valley is, um, I had written a lot of songs, and I felt like The Valley was a good first debut song because The Valley is, the chorus is, um, um, like, I found you in the valley. Um, Mm. I follow you, you follow through. Um, And The Valley is about, that season that I was talking to you about, about right. when everything fell apart. Okay. Everything that I thought was holding, was holding me um, up just collapsed. It's like the whole house fell down and I had nothing else to hold on to. And God was the one that I leaned on. To. Mm-hmm. And he was the only thing that was, that I could depend on and he picked me up and there's no other way to explain it except that he carried me through that season and he walked me through this season of a horrible, horrible, horrible season. And in the midst of it, I learned that God not only walks us through these seasons, like he wants to be in these seasons with us if we let him into it. He wants to be in those lament times. And um, and he follows through with every promise that he makes us. And um, he truly is the, the promise. And yes. I couldn't be more thankful for after people, some people had given up hope on me. Like, mm. oh, she lost her mind. She went crazy. Like, the girl that went crazy and moved to Florida and God never gave up. And when human beings can all fail, God never gives up on us. Amen. And God never gave up on me. And he continues to never give up on me. He continues to push me and convict me and mold me and shape me. And I found him most in that Valley season. It's when I became closest to him because I found that in those desert seasons, there are things that you can, sounds corny, but there are things that you learn in the dark. 
that you mm-hmm. can never learn in the light. Amen. And I Amen. treasure that now because it's what it's what I've learned and right. it's what I hold on to and it's what I remember. And I remember how faithful he is. I remember how good he is and his kindness and his mercy. And together we walked out of that valley together, hand shoulder right. to shoulder. So that's, right. that's what the valley is about. All right. Well, let's play the valley. All right. The war inside I had to see And the wrestle in my heart took over me Take my hand, he said softly In the valley
what and who inspires you? By the way, beautiful vocals, beautiful song. Thank you. I'm sorry, what was your question? So what and who inspires you? To do what? Anything. What are, it's like with music or whatever. So what what and who inspires you? Oh, what and who, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um so I would say um I get inspiration from a lot of literature that I read. Um, my favorite devotional that I read is called Streams in the Desert by um, L.B. Kalman, and I get a lot of inspiration from that. It's um, pieces of scripture and then um, really well-written uh, literature uh, woven in. I'm a big reader, so um, I I get a lot of inspiration from that. Um, from reading, but I also get a, I get inspiration from um, I get inspiration from I don't know, just be like little words here and there from a sermon. There'll be little words here and there from even a TED talk. Like I was listening to Brene Brown the other day, and I was just blown away. Um, there was let's see, and I I would say for who inspires me, like, musically. Um, Amanda Lindsay Cook is definitely my favorite um, and most inspirational for me um, musician. Um, She is a singer-songwriter and worship leader, and she also has a pop album out, um, a secular pop album out and I have followed her for years and I just adore her I think she's brilliant um she's so transparent and authentic in her lyrics and um I really really love a Christian singer that can do that and um not try and force everything to look bright and shiny when it's not um I really crave that um, authenticity. Um, I think we all as human beings crave that. Um, that I think the world is starving for that right now, actually. But, um, but she's definitely my top um, person who I, I, I look at. And um, I think I even follow her even just in my – in some of how I make music, I think it just, it, it happens to be the way I, I make songs. I write songs um, on the piano. Some of the simple chords uh, that I use um, kind of sound similar because I've had a couple of record labels tell me that <laughs> without me bringing her up. Right. Um, and um, I also, I love Lauren Daigle. I love Maverick City Music. Um I love like Matt, how Maverick City music can bring so much energy and joy into a song. Um, I just adore that. Um, I think that is just like you feel like you're right there in the room, um, mm-hmm. just singing praises to God. 
and the energy level is just all, like on another level. Um, the same with Bethel Music. Um, these are all, you know, Christian artists. Um, but um, I just love that feeling of joy that you get um, from a good from a good um, from a good song. That's just that's what I crave. And then when you're not in that space, mm-hmm. the um, the authentic um, like lament that you can hear from a singer songwriter's song that you can really identify with. Um, that's what inspires me. That's that's beautiful. That's awesome. Um, what do you love most about being an artist? Uh, let's see. What I love most about being an artist, probably say, sharing my stories, um, and even though it's hard, like, mm. I'd say it's the most important part because I feel like, I feel called to, I feel called to um, tell the world of, like, these amazing things that God's done for me and, and, um even if it's in a sad song, like I have this one song called Here's My Broken Hallelujah. Um, mm. I know you're here. I still believe you. Um, even if it's a, a song of lament like that, like uh, I see, I, I love being an artist because I know people can identify with with that kind of feeling and that's my favorite about um like being able to write from my heart the songs God's placed on my heart and um being able to share that with the world and having other people identify um and having them feel a little less alone. Right. What are what are three things you wish you had known before you had you gotten into the music industry? Oh, let's see. Um, oh boy. Um I'd say one thing is to always stick to your gut. Mm. Um, that's really, really important. Yes, it is. Um, I've, I've made that mistake before. I kind of briefly talked about that before. Um, but uh, sticking to your gut in terms of um, protecting your song, protecting mm-hmm. your art, um, and really, um, like, this is yours and you need to protect it from other people's um, input, even though constructive criticism 
can be really helpful and co-writes are really great and getting other people's opinions can be really helpful, but you also need to protect it. Um, And that's something that I wish I would have learned a little sooner. Um, So that's one, Um, but I've, I've learned that now. (laughs) the second one is, um, let's see. Let me think here. There's so many. I know. Um, it's a hard yeah. one to do. Uh, <laughs> um, to be, to always be authentic. Be yourself. Um, and to not be afraid to be authentic. Um there's always going to be the people who don't like you. Um, And especially in Christian music, it's hard. I don't Mm -hmm. know about other genres, but um, it can, it can be hard. And especially for me, like the Valley is it's indie and it's Christian. So it kind of like flows over into indie genres. So it can be, um, there can be critique in in other areas, but just staying totally authentic. This is me. This is my story. This is my song. Um, you know, worked really hard on it, and like this is how this I'm presenting it to the world now. Like it's time, um, and I'm not afraid. Uh, I I wish um, I had learned to to really stay authentic and not be afraid of pleasing the masses. Um, because I, I, I originally had fallen into that in the beginning of my career. Um, and uh thing I would say is, um, let's see. I'd say if you mess up, keep going. Amen. That's right. If you fall, keep going. I had no idea that my mental breakdown was going to be the writing block for my single, you know, at the time, like months later. But it was, you know, God works all things together for good, and he used it. And to just trust God and do the next right thing and trust God with the rest and not worry so much about all the ifs, ands, or buts because there's so much worry in this industry. There's Mm -hmm. so much, you know, uncertainty and what if, what if, what if. I, I, um, I guess that's the fourth one. So, just trusting God with the process because um, I've learned to really love the process of of um, producing a song and like I get sad when it's over <laughs> and right. it's time to release it because that's when it's all about marketing and all this other stuff um, so patient and just to learn to love the process and to tr- just trust God with all the all the fears 
Amen. Now, what is a quote, passage, I don't um, inspirational thing, message, whatever that you like to use when you're young, you want to push yourself, or you use every day um, throughout your life? Um. Oh gosh, there's so many. Um. Say um. often um, when I'm feeling weak when I'm feeling I can't do something Mm. I remember um, there's this verse in 2nd Samuel and it says um, I'm summarizing here it says um, though this day weak I am still anointed king. Mm. And I really love that. Sons and daughters of God, of the king. And even if I'm feeling weak or down or like I don't want to, and sometimes, you know, my days are hard because, like I said, I have lupus and I have chronic pain. Right. And there's a lot of ups and downs with that. And... I have to remind myself um, that there are, you know, though this day week I am still anointed king. Like, I am still anointed. I can still, I am this, this, I'm still gifted. I am still, you know, a daughter of the Most High, and I am still um, capable through God of not only doing but being who I've been called to be. Um, that's just one. I have a lot. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's, but that's the one that came to mind. That's a good one. And lastly, what do you have coming up for in the music industry, in the music business? What's next on your plate? Yeah. So we have a song that we're starting production on. Um, it's called Back to Life. And then additionally, we are um, going to be doing a remix on the Valley with a more upbeat tempo, like a, like a re, just a remix, okay. um, which I'm really excited about, which is going to be like a lot of fun. And we might have, um, we might have like a rap verse in there um, from a Christian artist. Um, my producer, Tim Earhart, who's in, Davy, Florida, over here is just brilliant. So I'm really excited about um, what we're mapping out here. So we got a couple songs up our belt. Um, so definitely going to be more coming soon. Awesome! That's Can't kind of the next six six to eight month plan. Can't wait to hear it. Um, well, thank you, thank Sarah. You. So much being on chatting with Nat. We learned a lot about you. Thank um, you for having me. Oh, thank you. You have an amazing voice. Um, I'm sure you're going to go very far. Um, thank in this you. Um, keep doing your thing. We'll keep watching you. Um, eventually, let's do an IG Live. I would love to do that. 
Um, just That's keep doing. Amazing. Yeah, so keep doing what you're doing. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the uh, weekend and week. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was it's a lot of fun. Thank you. It was a lot of fun, and I love you. Uh, thank you. Uh, this was Christian indie singer-songwriter Sarah Seifert. Yes, that's Sarah Seifert. And you can find her on www.sarahseifertmusic.com. She's on Spotify, IG, and FB. Um, it was wonderful to listen to her voice. She's a, she has an angelic voice, so I know why she does um, Christian music, because that's, that's just her calling. So go find her. Google her. Again, it's www.sarahseifertmusic.com. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.